Craft Beer Radio, episode 193 on October 8th, 2011. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, and are you ready for some pumpkin ales? Yeah, we figured we'd pick up the Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. Uh, theme since, you know, ESPN let him go. You know, here, we don't, we don't, it's all about the music. We don't care about the people's political stance. Basically. So. All right, so six Saturday count night them. party. Sorry. Six pumpkin beers. It's either going to be good or really bad. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that there is there's a case to be made for uh, the pumpkin. I mean, it's it's a very traditional style. Mm-hmm. It, it's been around. For you know, when when the pilgrims came over, Millennia. they started making beers with pumpkin, and and before that, tens I mean, of thousands of years. Yeah. Um, Where do you want to start? Now, obviously, though these, the for the most part, sure. Let's start with that one. one. For the most part, a lot of these are spiced, so they're not so much a pumpkin ale as they are a pumpkin pie ale. Right. That's what I find in in, in many pumpkin ales, but we'll see. How that it goes along. The BGCP style guide is category twenty one spice herb vegetable beer, and it essentially says it can be anything. So don't necessarily go by the style guide. What can't it be? That's what I want to know. Right. I mean the same thing. You know the same thing for for example, one of the ones we're going to be drinking, the Southampton Pumpkin Ale, also applies to uh, Cave Creek Chili Beer. It's <laughs> a classic and example. Rogue Chipotle, <laughs> Young's Double Chocolate Stout, Bell's Java Stout. Obviously, you see this is a, a very variable category. So basically, is it good? If it's good, it's good. If it's yes. not, it's not. Yes. All right. So this is the pumpkin, unfiltered pumpkin ale from U, uh, Harpoon's UFO series. This is... Uh, well, I thought this information... I thought this was actually have information, but it just tells me what I'm supposed to be tasting and feeling. And I don't want that. Uh, if you look at the links on our site... Its mouthfeel was slightly sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so pouring this, Greg, I poured it gently, so okay. there's no yeast, right? But this is a... Weeted, I think it's weeded, but you know it's unfiltered UFO, and all the UFOs from Harpoon are wheat beers. And it shows it in a wheat beer glass in the neck label. So we'll drink it this way, then we'll swirl up the bottle and pour some more in right. and try it again. It says, add Northwestern hops, and it says, Northwestern stops and a blend of spices. That's, uh... So we're going to have to turn on our spice uh, detectors here and figure out what what we're getting. Well, the traditional, you know, obviously cinnamon and nutmeg and, um... Allspice. Allspice, yeah, right. The big ones for pumpkin pie. This one has a big spicy zing to it. It certainly does. It, it you can it it smells pumpkin pie like, clovey. Yeah, I think it's like all spice and clove. There's yeah. not, I'm not getting too much nutmeg or, or you know cinnamon on the rope on this one. So it's leaning towards those other spices. It's very it's very clovey, very strong clovey with uh, with an allspice hint of allspice there. <laughs> How do you describe uh, pumpkin? Okay, it kind of tastes like canned pumpkin meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it has uh, the the hops are affecting in a weird way. They, they, they're a little twangy. They're a little bit. Um, they, they give it a little very, uh, sort of pithy nature that get that makes it taste almost like almost metallic. Um, and I think that's just. We the first thing we had was an Oktoberfest in the mm-hmm. pre-show, and that and that was pretty malty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is uh, very you know very strong hopped for a pumpkin beer, I think, and that's affecting it in, in an interesting way. I wonder if the yeast will muddle some of that. Sure, I'm disturbing the bottle as we yeah. speak, getting rousing some yeast off the bottom. Yeah, so for me, this beer I'm on my third sip because I. Tastes like pumpkin pie, right? Yeah. But I don't want to say that, so I'm on my third step trying to figure out what else I can tell the listener about. But, I mean, it doesn't taste like... Or you know what else it tastes kind of like? It tastes... Think of like... Uh, how do I put this? Oh, you know what? Uh, like pumpkin-flavored coffee. Or like maybe like a K-cup of 
pumpkin flavor right, coffee, right? right? It's that kind of pumpkin flavor. Well, I can taste the pumpkin there. Can you okay. taste? I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, can I can taste the the melon, the the gourd. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some of of that uh, of the flavor of the flesh of the pumpkin in there. Okay, it's so not like it's just the spices. There's some cloudy beer for you. So we just... And you know, pumpkin is you know it's it's, it's like butternut squash. It's the mm-hmm. same sort of. Uh, you know, it it doesn't have that much flavor unless you roast it, mm-hmm. but it's got. You know, think of of a cross between sort of a cantaloupe and uh, a cantaloupe and a potato. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, how would you describe pumpkin to someone who's never had it before? Potato, but but you know, mm. cantaloupe, potato, cantaloupe. I mean, it's, you, it's, not, it's, not as, it's not as juicy and yeah, as. I mean, you if know, you could use sweet potato, that would help. That's what dials it in a little bit more. I think. I mean, maybe it's the roasting of both of them. That, yeah. You know, maybe that's what's making them similar. Yeah, it's a firmer cantaloupe without mm-hmm. a lot of flavor to it, and not. Nearly as as wet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so trying the harpoon again with the yeast rolled up. Yeah, it has a little more creamy mouthfeel to Definitely it. Definitely improves the beer. It's, it's a little more. Yeah, it's uh, it's smoother throughout. It's more round, and it's definitely more enjoyable. So, drinking your UFO. Do as you know. <laughs> do as they. I'm sorry, my uh, <laughs> vocabulary just fell out of my head. Uh, swirl it. Just just swirl the beer up and pour it in your. Get glass. the yeast in there. Yes. This is this is mit hef. Yes, I will try not to be poetic about it. Yeah, that's good. I can drink that. Yeah, definitely. It, it's got, like I said, it has that pumpkin flavor. Um, you can. You can tell there's there's adjuncts there. It has the spices, but with the yeast, the spices are not as prominent, and there's and the mm-hmm. the hoppiness actually balances with the yeast in there, as opposed to without the yeast, hoppiness was a little strong and, and gave a sort of a metallic edge. So if before it was like a, a pumpkin flavored coffee, this is like a pumpkin flavored cappuccino <laughs> with all the cream in it. Okay, <laughs> I'll 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 take your word for it. Like one of those things at the at, at the gas station, right? Where yeah. you get yeah, okay, yeah, sure. All right, uh, let's move on to let's stay in New England and do the smutty nose. All right, smutty nose. UFO is um, it says Boston, Massachusetts on the label for the uh, the the, uh, the harpoon one. They also have a brewery in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I'm not sure where the brewery is in Boston. Maybe that's just where the headquarters are. Uh, they Smutty Nose puts pumpkin in the mash. Traditional spices. Available six packs in draft from mid-August through October. Recognized as one of Wine Enthusiast Magazine's top 25 beers in 2009. Mm. This beer was brewed in Utica, New York at uh, FX Matt, apparently. I should say twenty aught nine, five point six percent alcohol by volume. I don't think any of these are really very high alcohol. I mean, they're seem to all be around right around five percent. Yeah, they're not sessionable per se, but they're you're not going to see a ten percent. Like, I don't know. There might be an imperial. There probably is an imperial pumpkin out sure. there. Yeah, Somebody's got to do Weyerbacher it. Weyerbacher makes an imperial. Yeah, pumpkin. yeah. And uh, there was one other one I had. I always find, you know, pumpkin ales tend to be like this, you know, colored, um, light yellowish. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I always think that, though, the pumpkin is so good roasty. Why don't they throw it into a porter as often? Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe that's why. Maybe. I mean, because I've thought the same thing. Um, I don't know. I've never had a, I don't think I've ever had a pumpkin stout or pumpkin porter. I don't know. Not ringing a bell if I did. It, it would be something to try. So the aroma on this one is not as spicy. 
kind of hard to find, actually. The the spices may have hurt our... Um, yeah, we might be so ramped up on, you know, over-the-top smells, it's hard to smell something more delicate. I'm getting a, a sort of sweet maltiness and a bit of a grassiness that could just be coming from the, the pumpkins themselves, just the, mm-hmm. the aroma of, of pumpkin meat. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it's so hard to pick that out. It does not seem like this one is spiced nearly as heavy. At least from the aroma. I'm going to go out of the flavor since I'm not having much luck on the aroma. It's more bitter, which is the first thing that comes across. This is a pumpkin ale that is not a pumpkin pie ale. There's definitely some sort of spice in here, mm-hmm. but this is this is not your traditional. Oh, we're gonna spice you it think like nutmeg. You think nutmeg might be the primary. There's spice? there's some yeah, that's a good good call. Something very earthy mm-hmm. and um, and and almost kind of powdery. Yeah, uh, nutmeg can give you a. It's an unusual flavor. I remember yeah. the first time I had like potent fresh nutmeg. I'm like, oh, that's I don't know if I like that. That's weird. Oh, I kind of like it. It's it's okay, but it's weird. Certainly, first time you have it, it's weird. I think nutmeg is a good call. Yeah, actually, I'm getting it up in my nose now. Yeah. That second sip when I was breathing in and drinking it, it doesn't taste as pumpkin fleshy as the last one did right. either. This one seems like the pumpkin's a lot more subtle for some reason. Yeah, it seems more like a the, the spice is is much is is there more than the pumpkin is whereas in in this uh in the in the UFO you could definitely you could taste the pumpkin flesh there. You could taste that there was some Yeah, that was definitely interesting. I was almost surprised. I'm like, "Hey, I taste canned pumpkin flesh, you know." Mm-hmm where normally you just taste pie spices. So that was unusual. And this one, so now I'm digging for where is the essence of pumpkin in this beer? And how can I describe that? The best I can think of is there's a little bit of a... But it's all come from the nutmeg, the sort of earthiness. Yeah. I mean, this is an amber that comes out um, on the... If you look at the the scale from dry to balanced to sweet, right, it, it's a little on the dry side of balanced. Um, there's some bitterness there, so the hops are the bitterness from the hopping. I'm not saying there's hop flavor, but the bitterness is, is prevalent. It's a little higher than you may expect for a pumpkin beer, which also tends to make it a a drier and a cleaner, fi- you know, quick finish on the beer. It's not sweet hanging around for a long time, right? Um, I don't know. It could, this could be the case where the pumpkin was so overwhelming in the UFO that it's just we're missing it. It's flying over our heads. Yeah, here. it's weird. We we went with the wheat because we figured that the wheat would be I figured it'd just be different, and we needed to yeah. set it, you know, get to it first before. But yeah, it's hard what, to know that yeah. you know yeah, this, unless you taste them ahead of time and plan a flight for next time. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to do a flight. It's not a bad beer. It's just the pumpkin. If you're looking, f- well, on that, f- I got a big gulp there, Here we go, and I got more. some some pumpkin. I think, we're but gonna, we're gonna get another sip on this guy. It's not. If you, if you want the flavor of pumpkin, then if you just had between these two, we have four mm-hmm. to go. If you just had between these two, the UFO had more of that. And I assume that's what you're looking for when you want a pumpkin beer. Because um, you're not you're not going for pumpkin beer for the... I'm, I'm going to generalize here, but you're not going for pumpkin beer because you love pumpkin beers. You're going for pumpkin beer because it's seasoned and that's sort of what you do. <laughs> Some people love them. I, I'm now, not saying the... I can see this one going... With, like, a me- big meat course on a, hol- a seasonal dinner type thing, right? Where the UFO is too spicy, and, you know, that was kind of a dessert type beer by itself, right? So, like, if you're th- planning out a beer dinner type thing, like pumpkin beer, beer dinner, 
You know, I could see where this would be. I don't know. The nutmeg doesn't work with savory ingredients, I find. I think it it really needs sweetness to bring Hmm. it. Well, that's not always true. No, I can't say that's always true. I find that... I guess that's not true because, I mean, I you know, I can see nutmeg in like a carrot soup or carrot ginger soup or something like that. Yeah, I can see this going with, um, you know... I just don't see meat. Let me put it that way. I don't see meat. I really think that meat Hmm. would turn me off of this. Whereas I think this needs, you know, sort of a a root vegetable thing. I think, you know... I think that could work. I mean, I, I, I could see this going with, like, shrimp or something, too. That's kind of what I was thinking. I don't know. Where the back to the UFO, the UFO, I think up till now, I would serve that almost standalone, yeah, or maybe with some vanilla ice cream as a dessert course type, sure, thing. sure. Where this one would be something with a more savory component. I'm just tasting this and I'm not feeling protein, I'm okay. feeling starch. So even like a risotto, this would work okay. with, I think, but not, yeah, not a protein, but not squash risotto with this. There, there you, you go. go. All right. Would you like to pick the next one, the next victim? Let's go with the Ichabod. Okay, New Holland Brewing Company in New Holland, Michigan. So this was uh, last shipped in 2010. Estimated next ship August 2011. So it says foam on the cap. Yeah, under the cap it just says foam. All right. So did I don't know is did you buy this recently? Yeah. So this is probably the 2011 version. They just haven't updated their site. 12.5 degrees Play-Doh, 5.2% alcohol by volume, malted barley, real pumpkin with cinnamon, nutmeg and um water. <laughs> In case you forgot that part. Available six pack, 12 ounces, half barrel, pig and firkin, if you want a firkin. Pig or pin? Pig, it says. Huh, I'm not sure what a pig But that's is. just, it looks like one of your CO2 carriers. Oh. Yeah, it's like a corny keg. It looks, actually yeah. looks just like a corny keg. Maybe it's a six-tool. Who knows? Do you call your six-tools pigs? And if, do, if you do, why are you so mean? Yeah! Why? So... All right, this guy pours a little darker than the other ones. He's pretty clear. He's a freckle beer for. These are all freckle beers. A, we're using these um these these saver glasses we got. Yeah. The, uh, what are they? Uh, brow or whatever. But it has a curve. It's magnifying my finger like five times through it, and I can like see my fingerprints pretty clearly. <laughs> Actually, to me, this is mine is Yours not is nearly clear. as clear. <laughs> so. I must have gotten the second pour. You did. Yeah, we're getting back into Spiceville with this one. You uh, mentioned cinnamon and... Nutmeg. Nutmeg. Nutmeg, I mean, maybe we weren't tasting nutmeg last time. Maybe the cinnamon's changing the whole overall character, but it's it's quite different from what we had in the Smutty Nose. The Smutty Nose was really earthy, and this one is more... I haven't tasted it yet, so I wouldn't go to, so far. Okay. It's just, you All know, right. the aroma and the taste are different. And nutmeg is, uh, the aroma is significantly different, I think, than, than okay. the flavor. They're both good, mm-hmm. but right. it imparts different things. All right. Okay, so this is sort of... This to me is kind of the classic middle of the road pumpkin ale. It's vaguely pumpkinish, vaguely spicy, but it doesn't have any a tremendous amount going for it other than the um the the fact that it's a pumpkin ale, right? The the novelty of it. They don't mention the grains they use in this, do they? No. It almost says malted barley and real pumpkin. It almost reminds me of something like an Oktoberfest or a Vienna lager or something like that. I'm not not so much the lager, but the 
the Vienna, the Munich type malts is what I'm tasting in this beer. So it's a little bit different from what we've had, you know, so far tonight. And in what I think of in a pumpkin beer, where this one has a little more of that caramel toffee. Toffee's not really the way I want to go. Um, caramel, you know, brown bread type character going on. You know, which I find interesting. But then, you know, again, it's going straight from that to spices, and I'm not finding. Maybe we're just blessed with the the harpoon and actually tasting pumpkin, right? Yeah. Because um, I wasn't sure at the time, but you know, it kind of crossed my mind. Like, wow, like there the pumpkin's right there, and I remember tasting that too often. And mm-hmm. maybe I was right with that recollection. Yeah, this is. It's hard to pick out that it's necessary. I mean, I don't know if if you were tasting this. If you were tasting this blind, you'd say a spice beer. I think. I think you'd probably go pumpkin if you're blind. Again, our tongue is so far skewed right now. Yeah, only four beer. You know, uh, three beers in. It's so far skewed. I would. We won't know until we do it blindfolded. But I'd be shocked if you don't say pumpkin, even with the spice combination. It's gonna. Even if you're drinking it at Christmas time, with that spice combination, you're not going to say, you know, Christmas beer. You're gonna say, I don't know. I'd be confused by it. the hops are kind of interesting in this. Um, I'm just, I'm not tasting much of what I, you know, either big pumpkin pie or big pumpkin. I'm just tasting a, a spice beer that could be almost anything. And that's sort of the it, it's that that's sort of the what am I thinking of the 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 albatross that's hung on pumpkin beers is that they're just you know they're they're just there as novelty they're not really there to express a brewer's interest in making a pumpkin beer it's more about hey everyone wants a pumpkin beer so we'll make one it could be some of it but I think and hopefully we find some tonight where. They are, you know, someone says, okay, there's a style pumpkin beer. Let me take it, make it my own, make something different and noteworthy, right? That's what I want, yes. And hopefully we get there. And I don't think the Ichabod delivers. Yeah, I don't think, I wouldn't call it noteworthy. I, I, I the, the things, the characteristics that are interesting about it is I think it looks like it has that German malts base to it, which I think gives it a little bit different angle than these other beers. But I, but, you know, again, I'd like to try the beer without the pumpkin and the spices and see what that's like. Because, mm-hmm. to me, that would be a more interesting beer than, you know, oh, we're going to throw a pumpkin in this and make it our standard pumpkin beer. I want to, I want to taste the Vienna stuff. So, I feel like, if you're a brewer and you're going to do a pumpkin beer, you should go all out. You shouldn't just make a pumpkin beer because everyone expects you to make a pumpkin beer because it's, it's a great novelty. I understand commercially it's viable, so you do it. But I also think that if you know if you're going to be judged on this, and and as we are essentially judging them, then th- this is this is what we expect when we go into pumpkin beers. This is why sometimes you may dread when pumpkin beers come around, or why we. Uh, necessarily don't, or we don't necessarily love doing a pumpkin show all the time. I, I, so I just took another sip, and I was able to tease out. And I'm maybe it was wishful thinking, maybe I actually tease it out. But I think I got the pumpkin flavor there, and it came across a lot like how a pumpkin ice cream or something might come across. It was like pretty muted you know with ice cream the pumpkin flavor is pretty muted the spices are there but it, you know it's mostly just ice cream and cold um and i teased that a little bit and it, it tasted a little like um almost like how a, i'm thinking like pumpkin cake muffins or something like that you know Kind of get a little bit of that in there. Where... Yeah, but that to me is, is is much more the spices than it is the actual pumpkin. So far, the UFO is the, the first, the only one that I really tasted pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I could definitely pick out the pumpkin in that one. This one, I'm not sure. I'm I get something there, but mm-hmm. that's also reminiscent of the spices that are in there. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm having yeah I'm having a hard time pulling it out. I'm not getting that this is necessarily pumpkin, but all right. I want to move on to this Tommy Knocker. I haven't had it. 
This is the Tommyknocker Small Patch Pumpkin Harvest Ale. Get it? Instead of small badge, they use a small pumpkin patch. A festive seasonal ale with pumpkin and a touch of molasses and spice. I couldn't find anything on their site about this, um, so I went to the Beer Advocate. 5% alcohol by volume. Here, I got a press release from Tommyknocker here. This is on thebeerstreetjournal.com. Uh, they're adding a pumpkin beer to their lineup. Small patch pumpkin harvest ale to be used soon. Pumpkin beer, 12 ounces. Uh, 5%, 15 IBUs. 15 IBUs. Didn't use a lot of hops in this one. No, not so much. Tommy Knocker's been around for 17 years. Um, they expanded the brew pub in Idaho Springs. They're in Colorado. In, yes. Idaho Springs, Colorado, right? Confusing name. <laughs> yep, Idaho Springs, Colorado. And they gave their artwork a facelift. Molasses. So that might give us a little bit different where it's not Molasses. your average Molasses. Okay, so there you go. There's some sweetness in here. That's the kind of thing that, you know, I want. it'll be darker. Maybe. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> it's darker. Yes, it is darker. Um, it's, it looks like a dark brown ale or a porter. When it first started to pour, it, it, it looked amber, but now that it's all combined, it definitely it, it's definitely darker. It's more, it's off towards cola territory without quite getting there. It's got big uh, orange highlights on it and small, very small head. It has a fascinating smell. Um, it's. I smelled like blackstrap molasses, really, really roasty, almost burnt type yeah. smells coming off of that thing. Lots of heavy caramelization. So yeah, they say they use molasses in here, right? They yep. uh, yeah, pumpkin molasses and spices. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking out, yeah, a lot of roast. But that's kind of the big thing that I'm picking out. So let's see what the flavor's like. Molasses. <laughs> lots of, I mean, it's interesting flavors. Lots of deep, complex flavors from the molasses. You know, the other beers I've had molasses in, probably most commonly is the Blackstrap Stout from East End Brewing. But that yeah. has a stout with all that roast in there. So the molasses... Hits it a different way where the molasses is kind of starring in this beer. Definitely, it's got uh, a a kind of sticky sweetness, a a, a caramel like sweetness that kind of stays in the middle, and the rest of the beer kind of swirls around it and doesn't do all that much. The spices are there as sort of an accent. The it's so hard to pick out. Any of the malts because the molasses is so big. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, um, you know you know how I'm so visual. I I feel like you know an hourglass and surrounded by I don't know yellow fizzy stuff, <laughs> and the hourglass is what I'm tasting. I'm tasting this hourglass of molasses, and then there's just around it they're just kind of. Uh, Veritable, you know. There, there's some water with carbonation. Couple, couple comments on, on these flavors is I'm getting some some flavors. There's something reminiscent of um, of licorice or, or anise or something like that. I'm not saying that's a spice in this beer. I don't think it is. But from the molasses, from the fermentation, something I'm getting something that's reminiscent from that. And See, also, I'm getting something reminiscent of of dark chocolate, maybe a little bit of coffee. Okay. The other thing that the beer gives me. The impression on this beer is it tastes a lot stronger in alcohol than it is. It doesn't taste like a big beer to you? No. No? You don't think it tastes like a big no. beer? Because this is a 5% uh, beer. And just the flavors from the molasses and the way it fermented out, to me it tastes like something that I'd pick out of a 9% beer. No, it doesn't because what's surrounding that hourglass for me feels kind of aqueous. Uh, it, it, it doesn't feel very strong. I mean, that... that the center of it is, you know, feels very, um, very thick, uh, but what's around it doesn't. Something that's vaguely campfire-y about the beer, too. Not so much smoky. It's not a Roush beer. It's not a smoked porter. But it's something that just reminds me of hanging out around the campfire and the flavor also. 
it's when you try your marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. that's it. Yeah. It's is that um I, I personally like I know some people are just like roasting it. I love get, letting it get on fire and charring up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about that is is fun for me. I know it's it's not the best way to do it. Pyro. But, You're just a pyro. But that that char, uh even though it's not you know, you know it tastes a char, but there there's some component of that that's in there. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of burning my marshmallows. I am I yeah, it's so hard to to keep it from burning and get it totally gooey inside. Yeah. I like it where it's like ready to fall off the stick and you can just have you put you pop it in your mouth and it's just all melted. You know, that's what I like. And it's hard to get there. It takes a lot of patience. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a <laughs> get it done now. Light on fire. <laughs> fire for fire. <laughs> Views of Butthead are coming back, by the way. In case you didn't I know. saw a tweet. Earlier today about that. Yeah, Ben Miller, a homebrew extraordinaire out in Arizona, says, I, you know, I can't believe how excited I am about Beavis and Butthead. So. I, I, I'll show you the clips after you know we get done. You'll, you'll like it. I mean, it's funny. It looks just as funny as it ever was. So. Cool. <laughs> it was all, I mean, it was always a funny show. Always a show that made me laugh and always a show that was a lot smarter than people gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. Probably be even smarter now after, you know, there's a more history of smart, yeah. silly comedies, you know, animated comedies, because, you know, when they first came out, there wasn't really a history of that. But we're getting really dangerously close to off topic for the main show. So this is the Tommyknocker Small Patch Pumpkin Harvest Ale, again, from Tommyknocker Brewery in Colorado. Trying to pick out the pumpkin still. Now, they call this a Harvest Ale. I don't see any mention of using wet hops, but Harvestdale is usually code for wet yeah, hops. Yeah, and 15, 15 IBUs, that's a heck of a low IBU. If you're going to be using, you know, Harvest Hops, you'd expect it to be somewhere around 30, 40, something mm, like that. Not so much, right? Because the wet hops, since they have all that, water, the, since they have all that water content in it, yeah. they don't give off as much stuff, right? That's but true. what they do give off is a different character than the dried hops, that more grassy f- character. You got a point. I don't know. We have no nothing suggesting that they used wet hops in this beer, other than the name, which is the Small Patch Pumpkin Harvest Ale. Don't know. And with the molasses, it's really hard to, to tell. Now, are so, you are you hoping the great pumpkin will come to your house this year? Or come to your pumpkin patch this year? Well, we did buy Max a, a Charlie Brown T-shirt. He's he's has blonde hair, but he's still kind of bald. yeah, he's still kind of bald. And he's a little so uh, we were thinking, oh my god, he would look so awesome. He would look like Charlie Brown in yeah. a Charlie Brown shirt. So we just pit bought him one. We haven't put it on him yet. So and then you start <laughs> you start calling Allison Lucy, and yeah. the whole thing just fits together yeah, like a yeah. like a glove. We should have. Uh, Heather dressed Max in his Yo Gabba Gabba t-shirt today to go down and see Yo Gabba Gabba. Same shirt like half the kids had on, right? I'm like, oh, I should have put on the Charlie Brown shirt. That would have been so much better. (laughs) All right, let's go with the dogfish head because that's a sort of known quantity. Sure. So back to, what do you think about the Tommyknocker? Yeah, I like the molasses. Mm -hmm. Are you I'd, going to knock it because... Go look at the category, right? Spiced or yeah. vegetable beer, right? Yeah, no, I, I don't I know think, if I'd pick out the pumpkin, but I think it's a unique and an interesting beer, and yeah. that's what you're looking for, right? Well, right, because you were just complaining before the Tommy Knocker about how we have these very rote pumpkin beers that are yeah. just... and that's not a rote pumpkin beer. Yeah. All right. Dogfish Head Pumpkin, which is pretty much the king of the castle. For this style. We'll see if anyone can usurp him. But um, I, I tweeted before we started, you know, that pumpkin beers are going down tonight. And uh, got a couple comments mentioning that uh, you know, they that their personal favorite is this beer. So this is 7% alcohol by volume, 28 IBU. So pretty high alcohol uh, beer for a pumpkin beer. Looking for information on it. They, at least they tell you on the label right here, you know, brewed with real pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So we got pretty much the spice and the, the herb and vegetable billing there. Uh, brewed in honor of the Pumpkin Chunkin' Championships, which are held in Delaware every year. 
Remember when they did like a Discovery Channel like special all about Pumpkin Chunkin and I was like, why do I wanna watch people shoot pumpkins out of air guns? I don't understand what yeah, what's all about is. engineering and physics. Yes, 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 but you know what's interesting to me about engineering physics is okay, you know, stuff blowing up. Well, it or, does blow up because they're on such the ragged edge of No, I mean stuff like actually exploding. Like actual compression. You know, no, there's explosions on Pumpkin Chunkin'. No, there's they, not explosions. Sure, there's things the, falling apart. When the air cannons, they could have a catastrophic explosion. <laughs> what, what's fascinating about it to me, I hate how it's edited, I hate how it's paced when it was on last year. I don't even know if it's on this year. Is it on? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's the, the good part of it was you got these guys running technology at the ragged fringe of what they can do to throw these pumpkins and stuff breaks all the time. It's like, you know, I mean, it's like almost any sport, right? It's like NASCAR because you're running these cars as hard as they go, they break all the time. Athletes, well, it's not like any sport. It's well, like any well, machine-related The How about sport. football? Pitchers, they're at the ragged fringe of what the body can do. They're breaking down all the yeah, time. Yeah, but that's a thing. human body as opposed to an engineered... No, it, it's at the... It's at the very limits of what that machine can accomplish. I doubt that. I bet you that not necessarily NASA, but whoever's doing stuff at Area 51, they can probably <laughs> shoot a pumpkin a lot further than <laughs> any right. of these we guys. Are, we're definitely in off-topic <laughs> categories now. Let's get back to these beers. Um, well, maybe it's on-topic because it's the pumpkin chunkin' beer. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. So, I'm, you know, you talked about pumpkin chunkin', yeah. and it's based on that. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't think that these guys, you know, maybe it's true that these guys who are in the backwoods, you know, or, or you know, not... Just because, I wouldn't say backwoods. They're spending, no, backwoods is wrong. But they're spending tens of yeah, thousands yeah. of dollars on their cans. Backwoods is, 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 is wrong, but uh, they're... They're doing their own stuff, but I think that if you were to go through, you know, a huge Manhattan Project version of making a pumpkin truck, you could do something huge. You could do like a pumpkin accelerator that <laughs> would make it reach very high speeds. Maybe you could, but again, it's the physics of the pumpkin. That's the problem with you know these big cannons is they pie the pumpkins right because yeah. the shell breaks because there's too much pressure. Anyway, Dogfish Head's version of of this event is a beer, which I'm smelling right now. I'm smelling a lot of spice. A lot of spice. It has... Remember how in that first beer you mentioned something that was tinny, little little twangy? And then, you know, after we tasted it, we tasted pumpkin, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm smelling this guy, and I smell some spice. The spice, the taste doesn't isn't as uh, fresh as I might have expected. It, it's a little... Um, I don't know. I like it. Muted, I... but I'm getting a little bit of tin. So I'm wondering if that's going to come across as a pumpkin flavor. The tinniness that I th- I thought was there because of the hops and and wasn't as muted without the the yeast from the from the UFO. This though, I'm getting uh, spiciness and I'm getting sort of a caramel. What it and, could be, and, it... A, and a brown sugar So they did add brown sugar to this. This could be the fermentation from the sucrose in the brown mm-hmm. sugar. It could give that a little bit of that cidery aroma. Maybe that's what I'm smelling. Move on to the flavor. They kind of they kind of do their best to to push it because it's it's a high alcohol beer. It's strong, and you can taste that high. You you, you said you tasted it being high alcohol and Tommy Knocker. No, I did. No, I said it had the impression of, of being high alcohol because of the molasses. This feels high alcohol. This I can feel the mouthfeel. I can feel the the alcohol in it. It's um, it. I can also taste some of the pumpkin there. I think I can definitely. Yeah, I'm picking out some pumpkin there, but again, the the spice combination is is a little a little much. It's a little overdone, I think, almost in the spices. I was looking at the IBUs on this thing. It's only 28 IBUs, uh, but compared to the other beers, it's kind of hoppy. Yeah, <laughs> there's some hops going on in the flavor on this one. 
Yeah, what kind of hops? It's almost like a continental hop. It doesn't taste too floral. Well, seven percent. They probably need to put more hops yeah. in there. They need to. It, almost, it tastes like a German continental type hop or something. It doesn't come across like an American hop, unless it's you know, a, something that's not floral. Maybe it's. Uh, I hate to wager a guess on you know ones that aren't very. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, you can never really tell with dogfish head because because. You know, Sam will do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam will throw whatever he wants. He's not going to stick to, you know, American or European hops. He's going to just throw whatever he thinks works. I'm getting some pumpkin flavor in here. Yeah, definitely I'm feeling the pumpkin. I, I feel... And that second that second sip was much better mm-hmm. than the first sip. It doesn't taste like, you know, a, a jar of pumpkin meat or anything. No, no. It does taste, taste more like a finished pie. Yeah. Um, and then a finished pie with extra cinnamon sprinkled on top, right? Because the cinnamon's pretty big on this one. Right. And spritz with a little bit of alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, there's, you know, like, like like maybe maybe someone put rum in the... Oh, there you go. In the pumpkin the pie. fish does make rum. I've yeah. had it. <laughs> And that third sip was was even better than the second sip. It's it's there's a reason why this is sort of the gold standard because it's inviting. Um, the the flavors are are nice. The the, the sugar there, the brown sugar there, is is pulling mm-hmm. you in without. You it know, doesn't have any of that cidery flavor. Yeah, uh, from you know sucrose fermenting from the brown sugar. So don't worry about that. It has a nice full body. Doesn't taste whiny or thin cidery. This feels like a great beer, like, if you're in a snowy cabin and there's a fire going. Something about this feels very... And and I think it's the high alcohol, you know, it gives us some warming to go with it. Not a beer that I would recommend, again, with meat, although that's their food pairing recommend, it's almost all meat, turkey, roasted duck, lamb... I don't see that at all. They also say stuffing and dessert dumplings. Uh, I, don't know. I mean, vanilla ice cream is what's screaming to me. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking, you know, this one has a lot of that pie, so I'm thinking dessert on that one. I'm trying to figure, like, if I was doing a beer, pumpkin beer dinner, right, how would I pull in the main course of what we tasted? But let's talk about this a little bit more after we taste the Southampton. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the missing link. <coughs> Excuse me. So, surprise, surprise, you never guess what the last beer is. Southampton Pumpkin Ale. Dun, 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 dun. It's an ale brewed with pumpkin spices and vanilla extract. Vanilla, okay. It's available during the autumn months. They use a generous amount of pumpkin, they say, as well as traditional pumpkin pie spices to give this Unusual brew, they say. I don't think you can call a pumpkin brew unusual. Don't knock it till you taste it, man. The color is sort of a dark amber. Has uh, kind of a finger head here. More head than, than most of the other beers we've had. Kind of clear, but mostly cloudy. Chance of rain. Can't see the fingerprints through the glass, even though they're magnified four times. Five times. Not that much. <laughs> it's a pretty big magnification. Okay, maybe not five. It's like three times. Three or four. You say so. I say so. I smell spice. Not surprising. They mentioned the spices. It's... Smells like a pumpkin pie. With carbonation. I'm trying to... What you don't often get. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's not much carbonation in your normal pie. I'm trying to figure out, like, what... If any spices are prominent, you know, any of the normal cadre of of spices are standing out. I'm having a hard time. It tastes 
yeah, like smells like you said, like a pumpkin pie. Maybe the the allspice or some clover standing out, but it, it's not yeah. it's not the nutmeg, it's not the cinnamon, which are pretty easy to identify. <laughs> What's that? It was odd because the first thing I tasted actually was pumpkin. Okay. And then the spices kicked in, and it was just like, boom, a full assault of spices, and there there all the pumpkin flavor went. And now, as it's leaving, I'm getting the pumpkin again. This has a nice, has a nice uh, spice orchestration in here. Yeah. You know, nothing's too sharp or, or, or pungent or punching you in the face. It has a nice story, like you were saying. It comes on, it fades out. It... Reminds me something like what you'd think of like a, a pumpkin candy would be or like a pumpkin butterscotch or something like that. Like I, I said butterscotch and when I had my first sip, I'm like, has a very, I hesitate to say this. I don't want to say it has a buttery flavor because everyone's like, that's going to be diacetyl or, yeah. but it's not, it's not diacetyl, but it has like, it reminds me of the, like a butter flaky crust on a pie. This is really the second time. That I really, for sure, taste the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell it's there, and it comes in the beginning and the end and the middle. There's a spice bump, and I think it's 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 a particularly enjoyable beer. At least I had one sip, and I'm already thinking that's a pretty good pumpkin beer. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, I'm debating where it fits. You know, is it top? Is it middle? You know, we'll see where it goes. I don't want to spoil anything of the. I want to ruin the excitement of the rankings. I know everyone's looking forward to it. It's good. It's good. It's it's got what you want. I think in a pumpkin beer, it has the spices that you're mm-hmm. looking for. It has the pumpkin. It has. It feels a little bit. Strong. I don't know what the alcohol by volume is on this, but it feels like it's maybe around six percent. Let's see. Uh, no, very vague. Very vague website. Yeah, practically useless. Um, where to put the ball? Let's see if I can find anything on its five point five. Five point five. All right. So that was that was off the label. Off by point five percent. Here, I'll read you the website, and I will censor the marketing speak. Southampton Pumpkin Beer is an uh, brew, autumn months, uh, pumpkin, as well as traditional pumpkin pie spices. Uh, Available in 22 ounce bottles. (laughs) (laughs) When you remove marketing speak... Sometimes it doesn't give you much to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We took out words such as generous and definite seasonal character Mm -hmm. and Halloween and Thanksgiving. Particular appeal. (laughs) Yes. You know. If I'm going to... (laughs) Unusual. Yeah. Okay, so here's a sentence. Southampton Pumpkin Ale is a unique amber-colored brew that has particular appeal during the autumn months and the holidays of Halloween and Thanksgiving. Perfect example, again, of marketing speak. Just, you know, don't tell me that. That's nonsense. The only information I gave you was this amber-colored. Yeah. Which, which you assumed anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but the beer tastes pretty good. No, it's very... I, I really enjoy... Uh, for a pumpkin beer. <laughs> For a pumpkin beer. I, I shouldn't have to qualify. No. It's a good beer. Now, beer dinner. Where are we putting the meat? Mm. Boy. <laughs> I'm putting the meat with the smutty nose. With the smutty nose. With the smutty nose. I'm putting meat with the smutty nose. And I would do... I would either do... With all with, that nutmeg? Yeah, I think I can make it. I mean, maybe it would be a horrible disaster, but I think, I mean, the rest, I mean, the rest of them are going to be like, some are definite, you know, my dessert one is the UFO. That's going with the vanilla I kind of think this one, I kind of think the Southampton might work with, with the meat. I think that, 
I'm thinking like a roast might work with this. Mm. Say a pork roast or I which one did you oh you said to put the um uh, smutty nose with like a, a bisque or something like that. Well I said I uh, said with all that nutmeg mm-hmm. it needs you know, I mentioned the soup, but I think it, it, it needs a starch. It's a starch qualifier. So, you know, I say, you know, the risotto, mm-hmm. um, okay. I mentioned carrot ginger soup. Nutmeg, I think, goes well with starches and doesn't really play supremely well with I do like meats. how Dogfish suggested some gamey meats. Yeah. Lamb, duck. Right. Duck. I think I would put the, I would put the smutty nose with like a duck or, or something like that. And then I would put. I you'd do, have to. You'd have to go gamey, I think, yeah. in order to. to I do that. like how you do that. That um, like butternut squash risotto, and with that one, I would put. <laughs> this, is an, this, this is the most interesting ranking we've had in a long time. <laughs> Dogfish or, or Ichabod? Well, no. I mean, the, the, um, the idea that we're doing it, yeah. we're, we're ranking based on what. Oh, I'm not ranking. What, it. We're I know, just but we're courses. But but the idea that we're we're making a course menu for beers—that's something we've never done. I mean, we talked about we talked about what foods might go well with a beer, but we never talked about okay. So let's say you had a beer dinner. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong okay. with that. I just find it fascinating. The the Tommy Knocker. Now, what are we gonna do with that puppy? That molasses guy. Um, Wow. Oh, uh, well, that, that needs to go with ice cream. And so does a dogfish head. Well, see, you see, maybe we. I, I'm trying to figure out different roles. Right. So, like, right now, here's how I'm thinking about it. Okay. I want to do the, South, or the UFO right. with a vanilla ice cream. Right. Okay. So, and I think I like that better than the Tommy Knocker or the dogfish with ice cream, personally. All right. So, Tommy Knocker. He could go with. This is this is a fascinating look into into Jeff's culinary mind. Yes. So I'm I'm going all for it. Um, I'm just okay, listening. so let's let's figure out the appetizer here. I think you know we could do something a little molasses, right? So we have to have something a little caramel, and you know, something a little Maillard reaction going on there. So so the appetizer. Okay, so you're not doing a tartare, is what tartar. you're telling me? Right, right, no tartare. <laughs> um. Damn. I don't know. I think I'm going to drag this out too long, so let's just, I'm ready to drop it, if you're ready to drop it. I'm ready to... Well, I mean, I'm fascinated by it, but if you can't figure it out, then... Yeah, I mean, if I don't, have, no something, I don't yeah. have anything on deck, Yeah, um, I'd have to spend some time. I'm thinking, like, would it work well with, like, some kind of, like, tamale or pork stuffed in pastry or something like that? It might work or, well with, yeah, with, like, a, a quesadilla or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. A little, a little bit well, what about, of like, other spice. What about like smoked pork or something? Like a little barbecue something or another. Or a, a kebab? Barbecue slider. Okay. See, I don't know, a slider. Like pull, pull a slider, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of bread in an appetizer. Oh, okay. So, but maybe you might like like a kebab or something along okay. those lines. All right. All right. So let's rank. Let's get out of this silly food thing. Let's rank. You kept, you, you, you ranked... The, f- the first for the ne- last couple ones, so we'll do it again. No, go ahead. if you want to, no, go ahead. I, you know, I'll, I'll take the initiative this time. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> Don't it over, my <laughs> my number one beer is, I think, the uh, the Southampton. I, I really, I think, I I enjoy this one. I I like the 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 profile it gives you, I like the the trip you get to take on it. The Pumpkin spice, back to pumpkin. A little bit of spice there. Uh, you know what's odd here is that we didn't talk much about the vanilla, the vanilla extract in here. But I think it's wor- it, it's working well. I think it was it was a pretty minor component compared to the spices. I mean, you can taste it. It kind of. I think it's there, kind of. You know, it's keeping everything else honest. It, it it's almost, sort of it, it's a guide reel for all the other flavors. Give it a little more creaminess or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, it's it, it, it's working really well there, and I think that uh, Southampton does a very good job with that. My number two, I be, I think it's going to be the the UFO, just because I could really taste the pumpkin there, and it was the first one we had. But if you're going to do a pumpkin beer, mm-hmm. then I want to taste that pumpkin. I want to. 
I, I want to have that flavor because I don't want it to be a novelty. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, novelty beers don't interest me unless they're good. Uh, and an example of a novelty beer that's good would be the third beer, the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale, which, you know, I think they recognize it as a novelty beer, and then they, you know, they they, they try to play up those aspects. They say, right. okay, here's here's pumpkin pie, here's pumpkin pie, and a beer, whatever. Tommy Knocker is fourth. Uh, kind of hard luck in that sense because I I like the Tommy Knocker. I like what it did with the molasses, but it lost out to the other three because the other three were really playing up the pumpkin angle more. And if you're just talking about pumpkin beers, I sort of feel like the 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 pumpkinness of the other three uh, make the you know the molasses was more prevalent. So if if you were doing a molasses beer, that might be better. But we're not. We're doing pumpkin shows. Uh, the next two, I'd say Ichabod and then Smutty Nose. I just didn't necessarily like the big nutmeg version, although the Ichabod was so... St- uh, you know what? I'm going to switch that. Smutty Nose and then Ichabod. And the reason I say that is because the Ichabod was so standard, so exactly what you want, so so exactly what you expect. Out of pumpkin beers, and the Smino's at least gave you some di- some different character. All right, so my ranking is going to be slightly different. I'm going to put the uh, Harpoon UFO as my favorite beer. Okay, um, with yeast, that it was by far the most drinkable beer of the night. I could see myself ordering more than one, and for a pumpkin beer, that's not something I would do very often. It's the only one on this flight I would, at the bar, order a second one of. Hmm, I like Southampton. Number two, I'm going to put the Tommy Knocker with that molasses, um, mostly because I enjoyed the molasses character. It was different, and if you if we're homebrew judging this one at the BJCP guidelines, I mean it's so wide open, you can't really yeah. knock it. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm going to give that um, the nod for number two. Number three, I put the Southampton. It was a very well put together with lots of spices, vanilla, beer, pumpkin flavor. Yeah, well done. I mean, that's kind of... We were talking about gold standard earlier with dogfish, you know. I think if I'm looking for a quote-unquote pumpkin beer, or if I'm looking for the best pumpkin beer, I'm looking for something to, you know, easily say, you know, Southampton, you know, it compares to that, and it's this on top of that. Um, Four, I'm going to put the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. Good beer, always you know an interesting beer. Um, it didn't it didn't hit me as luscious as the other three, and that's why he's in fourth place. The Ichabod is fifth. I found him fascinating because he seemed like he had those German malts, but other than that, he didn't have too much interesting stuff going on. It was you know those typical spices, and then I will have to say hard luck loser because I didn't dislike the smutty nose. Um, but if comparing these all just attributes to attributes, you know, yeah, I'm going to put him in last place. I did like how he was, um, you know, kind of you know, nutmeggy, had a little bit of pumpkin or something going on in there. Um, he did follow that UFO, which was a big, big flavorful yeah. beer. So he might have suffered from, from order. And that's it. Did you mark down the order? Because I didn't. I thought oh, you were. Yeah, you were, I, I have okay. your order. I'm going to write mine down after we hit the okay. uh, stop button. Good. So, um, that's it. I'm going to go type down the order. See you next time. Thank yeah, you for listening. Yeah, there, there's to- your pumpkin show. There, and there's a surprise. We should tweet about it. There's a surprise that Talkfish Head did not come in first. Surprise, or second. Surprise. Thank so. you, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. Uh, we appreciate that you still listen. Um, I should mention, if you're still listening, people are commenting that they can't register for the website. Yeah, the website's in disrepair. Spammers, those damn spammers. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. We were I was hoping that um, the Twitter hashtag CBRTalk could replace the forums. It doesn't get very much uh, traffic, no. though. So, I don't know. I started looking at a new MP3 posting thing for the website, but then I realized all the information, all the rankings and links and everything that would be lost from our old stuff. So, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. 
so I'm going to have to keep the website locked down until I can come up with something that is... You can try to open it up and see if the spammers come back, and if they no, do, we'll close it down. They're, they're still there. Um, yeah, that's why we had to close it down, because we, we just got, like, oh, God, we, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spam posts. It was It was absurd. Yeah, so we had to lock down. So basically, you can't register for the website anymore. If you're an old-time registrant, you can still post on the forums or... You post comments. You comments on stories. Yeah. On on this on the show posts. Um, I wish there was an easy way to fix it, but damn spammers. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that helps explain some things. Talk to you guys later. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough for the abuse. They never say